for tuning in to episode 30 of The Virtual Couch. I am your host, Tony Overbay. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, certified mindful habit coach, writer, speaker, husband, father of four, ultramarathon runner, and creator of The Path Back, an online pornography addiction recovery program that is helping people reclaim their lives from pornography addiction. So if you or someone that you know is struggling with pornography addiction, please point them to pathbackrecovery.com. You can download a short ebook that describes five common mistakes that people make when trying to overcome pornography addiction. Again, that's pathbackrecovery.com. Okay, so as the title of this podcast shares, this is part two of my interview with Julie Christensen. And if you haven't heard part one, then I can say with absolute confidence that you need to stop right now and go back and listen to part one or this will be completely out of context. So part one was one of the, I have to tell you, it's one of the fastest downloaded episodes in the brief history of The Virtual Couch and I have already had clients and friends ask me a lot of questions about my interview with Julie. And for those who want to really dig in deep and hear more about how a spirit, a spirit medium works, um, their experiences communicating with those who have passed, then this episode absolutely will not disappoint. So again, I am truly grateful for Julie and her willingness to be so open and vulnerable with me during our interview. And uh, remember, please visit her website, luminouspassages.com, for more information about Julie and about her upcoming show, An Evening with Spirits, that will be here locally in Rockland on February the 10th, um, Rockland, California, on February the 10th from 7 to 9 p.m. And so I said that last week I was going to not only share part two of the interview, but that I was also going to share the recording of Julie's reading for me. So when Julie and I wrap this up, then I'm going to come back on for a couple of minutes. I'm going to give you uh, just a couple of additional thoughts about the reading itself. Um, and then I actually decided that uh, after that, I would come on and tell you a little bit more about what that reading was like for me. So this one might go a little bit long today, but I kind of feel like people that are interested in uh, you know, in mediumship and that sort of thing that uh, maybe they're willing to, to dig in again, dig in a little bit deep if they want to hear more about what this experience was like. And my promise to you is that I was, I, I went in, I went in cynical and so uh, skeptical, all of those good things. And Julie was very kind and understanding about that as she is a self-proclaimed cynic herself before she had her awakening. So I'll talk more about that after the reading. Um, but of course, please uh, pay attention to longtime sponsor of the Virtual Couch, Eli's Extracts. They make an all-natural shaving cream. Eli's is organic, scented with essential oils, and the scents are absolutely incredible. Go to elis-extracts.com and enter the coupon code Virtual Couch, all one word, and get 25% off your entire order. And please take a moment and visit and like my therapist Facebook page, Tony Overbay, licensed and marriage family therapist, licensed marriage and family therapist. Uh, you can follow me at Tony Overbay on Twitter, on Instagram. There, uh, you can find me at the virtual couch, and I would love your help if you're an Apple Podcast listener. Subscribe, rate, and review the podcast if you like what you hear. And you can also visit virtualcouch.xyz and submit feedback, questions, comments. And I think that is all of the shameless self promotion and plugging that I will do for right now. Um, I do have, uh, well, I, you know, I'll post more about that on my personal, the, the Facebook page, the Tony Overbay marriage and family therapist, licensed marriage and family therapist. Um, but I'm going to be speaking at a couple of things here locally coming up. Um, I have a couple of amazing episodes with guests that are already in the can. Um, I have a couple of episodes that I really want to get to coming up that I'm going to record solo and I'll release one of those later this week. So, okay. I will be back after the interview with psychic medium and intuitive counselor, Julie Christensen. point are you ready to start this the, the luminous no, passages phase no, still not no? quite not okay. thinking about that I, but i start developing the mediumship it's okay. like oh my gosh i can 
talk to people who've crossed over. Okay. I can talk to all kinds of interesting things. So you hadn't had those experiences necessarily before. Well, I'd had them with the family, okay. you, know, you know, but I didn't know what is this all? Yeah. And I certainly didn't know, you know, you can go to a class. And back then, there, you know, I maybe wasn't as much as there is now. There's not as much social media as there is now. Well, and I think part of then just being authentic in our interview is so many people, they now see, what, the Long Island Medium or some of these, I'm right? grateful to these people. Okay, because it does put the... Uh, normalize Yeah, it. okay, yeah. so the talks more out there. So were you starting to have those where you are out in public and you're just hearing or picking up on? or I mean, was that, was that what you're saying? It A wasn't family, but... A lot of it would be like, and I wouldn't do anything with them, but I, I'm in, in, with clients... All of a sudden, I was like, oh, my God, there's a dead person here for the client. Okay. And I can't just sit there and say, oh, I've got this dead person. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. But I might be able to pass on sort of like a message. So you're trying to frame it from, yeah, have you ever thought it, of, yeah. you know, or that You know, I bet if they were here, they'd they be might say, blah, blah, right? blah. And, wow, funny you say that. Okay. It's like, oh, wow. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. So that's fascinating. So, so all of a sudden, yeah, you're pulling some yeah. specifics out that they're, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah. But they're not picking up. Right, that, right. That they're not getting it. That, yeah. Uh, and so then that with the, you know, developing myself, working with the mentor that I mentioned mm-hmm. and taking classes, various places, um, I started to decide, wow, I really want this for everybody or whoever is interested in doing this or whoever is experiencing this. Mm-hmm. And I was getting messages, you will help others awaken. Okay. That was coming in during the awakening. I wasn't quite clear how, how that was all going to happen, yeah. but that was the message is what you're going to be doing. Oh, okay. okay. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then um, I was really afraid to start Luminous Passages. I was really afraid to, you know, just like anybody, I've, I've taught mediumship too, that, uh, you know, that you go through a period of, is this really real? And okay. you go back and forth with that a lot. Do you? Okay. So you finally, oh my gosh, okay, I just, it's real. Okay, I've got to just okay. go with it. And then I was really afraid when I first put out my card for Luminous Passages, you know, oh my gosh, my LMFT will be taken away. Uh, uh, I'll lose all my clients. Yeah. Uh, horrible things are going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And um, I kind of likened it to... Uh, being on the branch of a tree and I thought well I'll just walk out on the branch long enough until it starts to break and then <laughs> and it just keeps getting stronger the further out on the branch I get okay so, okay yeah. but I appreciate that part of the story though so it was it was difficult I mean these are things that you went from not having these experiences now you're you're hearing you not only you're starting to kind of connect to people that have crossed over but you're getting these messages of you will help people yeah, and then I mean, were there times then where you felt like ah, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't think I can do this, or did you feel like because you were getting those messages so regularly, you had to? Um, it just sort of naturally started emerging. I think my the first thing I did or I found was the uh, repair and reattachment grief therapy. Okay, so what is, is that? Yeah, that's something I actually do. Uh, we train licensed therapists to do that. I do that through It's Possible. Okay. And but and it It's was Possible a, is your... My um, psychotherapy, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, but I thought, wow, this is a way I could give this to everybody. They could all have this experience and they could, you know, if they're missing someone, they can, you know, one, get over the the grief in one session and oh. and connect with the person who's crossed over and so, so yeah what that's it? what okay, it is so that's the repair and retention yeah. in, in a nutshell what is that so so uh, people come in they come in for one session it's about three to five hours mm. and um, we take 
we sit down and we, we really, the person gets to talk about the one that's crossed over, whether it's recent or a long time ago, uh, in a way that they haven't before. And they get, we write down, I write down memories, especially any disturbing memories mm. that have not been healed. Uh, and then the whole time they're talking, I have them listening to bilateral music. What's okay? About so, the brain. Okay. Yeah, it's listening to bilateral music. So what is that? What is bilateral music? Bilateral, I use that in EMDR for like trauma. Bilateral is is accessing both sides of your brain and it speeds up your brain processing so that things can be released. Okay. And it also gets you so relaxed when you're listening to this that it makes it possible to connect with someone in spirit. Okay, so, so kind of priming kind of, the pump, kind setting of the stage. Kind of primes the yeah. pump, sets a stage, and uh, and so you take all these memories that are, you know, usually when we talk about trauma, we get something called a, a sud subjective unit of disturbance, zero to ten, zero doesn't bother me at all, ten couldn't bother me more. And mm-hmm. you get all these memories, you know, somebody's dying in the hospital, they messed something up, uh, somebody yelled at me at the funeral, mm-hmm. um, and and you take them from 10 down to zero in one session. Wow. It's like six months of therapy in, in one session. Okay. So so that was my first okay. kind of, well, I could help people this way. Yeah. And then after that, I created Luminous Passages, and that started more as just doing mediumship readings where okay. people come in in grief and do like we did that. that yeah, reading. yeah. Yeah, so we did. So, I mean, and yeah, we did We did uh, one before and, yeah. and recorded that, and that was mm-hmm. that was quite an experience. Yeah. I mean, because I think that I was... That was wild. I was going in cynical. I, mean, you know, I, yeah. I was pretty open <laughs> with you about that. And uh, yeah, that was... Yeah. That, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, we can probably talk more about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was excellent. Uh, so you start with the repair and reattachment grief therapy. You start working into the mediumship. I mean, at what point... And I think I had started by asking you, it was far too early to ask you this question at the very beginning, but so at that point was the luminous passages, what percentage of your your oh, week be- was it? Yeah. Beginning, at that point, yeah. 95% is it's possible therapy okay. and 5% is luminous okay. passages. Yeah. And then it's, I've had luminous passages about three years now. Okay. And so that's, to me, a pretty speedy growth. It really is, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's just, you know gradually more and more people are wanting to do that okay and um well and basically in the beginning i started out with the mediumship readings since then well and somewhere along the line i was also trained in reiki okay so i'm doing reiki and so part of me wants to yeah i want to go through some of those and then then kind of end with a lot of questions about the mediumship because i think that's the part that i get the most you know uh, where i hear the most most about wow Yeah, yeah so okay Reiki energy healing. Did I say it right? Yes. Reiki energy healing. And there's all kinds of different kinds of energy healing. But um, I've been trained in in Reiki, which is a Japanese form of of energy healing. Uh, And um, it doesn't matter if somebody's in the room and I'm doing it with them or I do it with people who are in another state over the phone distance healing. Mm. Because that's the thing. This is all about energy, whether it's talking to someone who's crossed over or it's um sending somebody healing energy it's it's all about that so yeah people come to the office and and i do what do they come what are the what are the greatest hits of things that they come with that they want healed from i mean is it Um, physical pain is it emotional pain it's usually more emotional or they're wanting to just experience having their chakras balanced uh, or they're wanting more relax The, the thing you can say is you can give them relaxation you can't be promising you know i can cure 
Okay. You know, high blood pressure or something. Okay. And like I think that. that, yeah, when I hear the word healing, then I kind of, you know, I think I'm still stuck on that, uh, almost the medical model, even though yeah. that's not what we do as therapists. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We're so, talking about complementary kind of yeah. healing things. Yeah. Now. And you mentioned we, chakra during there the too. Chakras. So what are, what are those? Your chakras are sort of your energy centers. It's more of an Eastern okay. belief. Well, anyway, they're, and, um, Depending on who you're studying, there's a variety of numbers of them. Generally, I like to think of 12, but a lot in Maine, you'll think of seven. Okay. Um, and there's your root chakra, which is, is sort of about your, you know, where do you live? Do you have enough food? Your ancestors, uh. things like that. Then you have your sacral chakra, which is right below your belly button. It's about your um, creativity and sexuality and mm. emotions. Your solar plexus, well, anyway, it goes on and on yeah. up to your uh, crown chakra. And so, yeah, and people are sensitive. They can feel me working on them, even if I'm not touching them. Wow. Uh, and I get assistance, angelic assistance comes in. And a lot of times when I'm working with someone with their energy field, I get a lot of information about them. So, you know, oh, your throat chakra is having trouble. I'm, you know... I can see you're having difficulties with your husband right now. You're not speaking up and saying what it is you want no. to say. Yeah, this is happening. Blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. You know, or picking up something at the work or there's your back of your heart is blocked. It feels kind of like you've been sort of stabbed in the back. I'm picking up a past relationship. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's so how do those come to you? I mean, what is that experience like? <laughs> yeah. I mean, so. Um, yeah. What is that? Well, that's the whole mediumship. And okay. a medium is, is sensitive to the vibration of energy around us. Okay. And so it makes us able to to potentially see, hear, feel, taste, smell things that other people don't. So you talk about the vibration. Vibration. Okay. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You'll hear the, the word, uh, you know, the, I'm raising my vibration. Yeah. What does that mean? Frequency. Oh, this is where it gets a little dicey. So, because yeah. <laughs> I'm not big into science, but, okay. but uh, I did do a class on this one time though, but it was like, oh, mm. anyway, we think of things having atoms and molecules and kind of how, how fast they go mm. is, is, is anyway, the movement. And so like this chair is really slow. Low, we're a lot faster, and so the um, vibration is, is just about the, the, the faster you're moving, um, the higher your vibration. I'm not giving a very good That's okay. Explanation. So then you, when you, but you, so you kind of then, uh, and before, before we did ours, you kind of looked like you were getting centered. You were. Yeah, I was breathing, and okay. that's what I was doing. I, so for me, I center, I breathe, I immediately, like, everything gets let go of thoughts, all of that. And I just I get centered, and then I, I um, breathe, and um, I usually connect with my, what I call guides. I think we all have guides that help us. Usually for me, my grandmother comes in. Oh, wow. As soon as I see grandma, it's like, okay, we're good to go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then I connect with whoever I'm sitting with and get someone for them. Okay. Or if I'm doing a show, I do shows, too. Okay. So, you know, 30 or more people and go around and give messages. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I want to do we, yeah. we okay, let's talk Keep about going. shows. So what, talk about the, so when you are, what is that like? I mean, are you kind of watching people That's come right. in? Are you trying to feel the room? No. I mean, I have no idea. What, yeah. I mean, What's yeah. a show like? Yeah. Um, Which by so the my, way, and we're going to plug this latest to February 10th, February 10th in, in Rockland. Rockland. Yeah. Uh, the shows uh, so far to date, it's always called an evening with spirits. Okay. Um, and you've done, how many of these have you done? Have you done the show of this yeah. show? Yeah. 
I think four, okay. four or five. Okay. And then I've worked in front of a lot of people before, yeah. but just not called that. Yeah. Um, and so usually I'm in a back room breathing. Okay. <laughs> and then um, guests are coming in, you know, they've bought their tickets, so they can buy them at the door too, but they're coming in. Uh, they sit down and, and I get introduced and I come in. And uh, as a matter of fact, my last show was filmed, so it'll be up on my okay. Uh, YouTube page or okay. so it's going to be somewhere. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I usually, you know, introduce myself and we talk about what's going to happen. And I usually lead people in a in a visualization altogether. So they help me raise the vibration. And is that part of where they are now getting themselves in a mm-hmm. place where they can be open to? Yes. Okay. And I'm usually asking people to set the skepticism aside sure. for now because a lot of people have been dragged there. You know, they're, they're, one person really wants to go, oh, come on, hang out, please, please, please. And then, yeah, yeah. And so, can you read so. that on somebody's face when they're coming in? I mean, are you reading body language? Uh, well, when I see them, yeah, sometimes you go to give them a reading, they're looking at me like, Oh, man, I don't really. Well, I usually will say who's who's a skeptic or who's not sure they wanted to be here. And when I'm giving the readings, it's like it's funny. Sometimes I'll be drawn to the skeptic, and it's like, oh, I bet you didn't think you were going to yeah, get this. Okay. And so, and I try to do that more. It's kind of more entertaining. Sure. The messages can be serious, but it's more I connect, and then spirit draws me where they want to go mm. for for a message, and then I bring in uh, a spirit for somebody. Okay. And and. Yeah. And then, okay, so, I mean, uh, do you have stories about that that you you, you can share? Or I know there's, you know... Ah, uh, let's see. What can I think Yeah. Of? I mean, when you're walking around the room and there's, you know, what does that feel like? Or Oh, I love it. You know, of, back in college, uh-huh. uh, I did study some drama and I... Um, the teacher wanted me to major in drama and went home and mom said, we can't make any money in drama. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're going to do business. And, um, so I get to use that part of who I am. So I'm, yeah, I walk in front of everybody and I get to, um, kind of get everybody happy. And, yeah. and then I give these messages and sometimes they're pretty serious though, or, you know, and, mm. and people can cry. Um, I'm trying to think of an example, uh, the only one that's coming to me, and it wasn't a sad one, uh, the last show, a woman, her mother came in, and um, she wanted to, she was very extroverted, and she wanted the whole, she wanted to introduce herself to everybody, and so she had given shopping bags to everybody, Macy's shopping bags, oh, well. and um, it turned out um, she had worked for Macy's, so I didn't know that. You know, okay. so, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. so the evidence came in and people were like, wow, that's really cool. You know? Okay. So, so you mean yeah. that the, the, her mother wasn't there. You were, She's dead. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, yeah. See where I'm at? <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting there going, okay, her mom's there. She brings yeah. these bags. But what was the cool yeah. story? So I'm, right? I'm okay. Going, yeah. Yeah. I'm talking to the daughter. And wow. like, your mother's here. And she, and she wants to see like everybody this. Macy's bags. And, oh, wait, she's coming in. Wait, I, I know the message should be for you, but. She doesn't want to come to you right now. She wants to come to everybody, and she's passing out these bags, and there's going to be a great sale this Friday, and oh, everybody gosh. should go. And they aren't little bags. They're the bags you put bedding in. <laughs> so, you know, they're like big bags. Yeah. And they say Macy's, and she says, yeah, she worked for Macy's. Okay. So, so that was kind of fun. Okay. Have you ever had the experience where, you know, you, you drop something like that, and it's like, oh, my gosh, look at that, and somebody's kind of like, eh. You know? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. You're like, yeah. and then you want to be like, no, no. Did you hear the part where I said Macy's, right? Yeah. She worked at Macy's, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. No, sometimes people, uh, yeah, they don't want to give you any inkling that you're on track. Because they don't want it to. Yeah. I had one. I had one 
this was the last show too. I I got somebody's mother in, and oh, she got mad at me because I, I can't remember quite why. That's the other thing. The messages kind of just come and go. Sure. But I know she was mad at me for something, and she's I am his mother, you know. So I was like, oh, and he and he and he kind of looked at me, and he's he's not really saying anything, and. And he says, well, it kind of sounds like my mother. Well, then on break, I'm in this other room breathing, and I hear him out there. And he's like, man, that woman's good. She doesn't know anything about me. That was my mother. Oh. Uh, I'm like, Dad, Pop your head out, right? Dad, really? Come on. did you give right? me that while we were... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so, good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so so the, the show, is that your... Do you enjoy the shows more than the one-on-one? Or is the one-on-one... A, I mean, what are those... It's different. That, yeah. And, and, so it sounds like the shows, I mean, you're having a chance to interact, and, yeah. and, and people are... And it's fun. Yeah. I do get nervous before, but do it's you? a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, because you never know what's going to happen. And there's all these people out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, no, individual one-on-one can be really wonderful. People come in for a reading. you got four or five spirits in or mm. past lives or uh, guidance. People come in asking me about their business. What should they do? Blah, 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 blah. Uh, not to, I, I apologize to jump back. but So I just had this thought of I remember as a, as an, a young uh, or a new therapist, I used to kind of feel like, it, it was difficult at times to I almost went through this transformation where I felt like I, I had in my head what would a real therapist say and then I would make <laughs> myself say it to the point where then it's like oh, wait I think I'm a real therapist I mean would, have you ever had situations where you know you are hearing something and I don't know do you feel like it would be uh, scary to say or too emotional to say or I mean is it hard to say or uh, yeah okay yeah um, so I have what they call clairvoyance clear seeing clear hearing I also get clear empathy I can feel them I can okay. feel if they have depression I can feel all kinds of things and so yeah sometimes you know there's this give what you get but yeah if I'm getting something somebody's going to die I don't give that okay uh, so there's a certain discernment you sort of use mm. uh, or or it's how you deliver something you know, like if somebody came in, well, here's an example. Okay. This is this was a this is a hard example. Long time ago, I was giving a reading to my cousin, hmm. and her father came in, and he was a he was it was a great reading for her, and he was a very difficult guy, hmm. very difficult guy. <laughs> and then wait, and again, her father came in, meaning. He didn't walk in the door where my mind yeah, was. Yeah, he's dead. Okay. Yeah, he's right. coming yes. in for yes. the message. He's okay. my uncle. Okay. And I know how difficult this guy was. Okay. So he's coming in for, he's being pretty nice to her. And I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. Mm. Well, her daughter was there. Mm. And her daughter, is, I said, well, you know, we've got him here. Do you have a question? And she says, I just want to know if he loved me. Mm. Oh, no problem. You're thinking this will be great. Yeah, this right? is a piece of cake. And, yeah. and I am not hearing it. I'm not hearing him say it. And so it's like, okay, so I can't lie and just say, yeah, sure, he loved you. So I'm checking in. I'm like, so I check into him and I say, you know what? That's really hard for him based on his history. And I can feel, and I now I can't even remember what it was, mm-hmm. but it was like I could feel how difficult it was for him to be vulnerable and to be able to say that based on it. And so I was able to give her, I couldn't give her what she wanted yeah. per se, but I could give her the explanation of who he was and how he was and, you know, something. Which like probably she could, I mean, that made sense that to her. Made, then that helped. Yeah. yeah. It's not her. Yeah. It's not. And she got a better understanding of him. Okay. And it's interesting because as a therapist, you know, we sit, normally we sit across from people and, you know, how's your sleep? How's your right. energy? How's this? Well, when you're actually connecting with someone who's crossed over, I can feel inside of them. Mm. 
I can feel what depression feels like. Uh, I can feel feelings I've never felt. Mm. You know, it's very. Well, we unusual. talked about you said. I mean, empath, right? Is that yeah, is that what you feel like yeah. you? Because I, yeah, I, I have, you know, I'm someone I'm working with that it really he feels like he takes on mm-hmm. a lot. Yes, and yeah. empath is. I see a lot of people who are who are empath. A lot of people who don't know they're empaths yeah. and they're empaths. So the idea of being very, you know, people have told you, oh, you're too sensitive. You're this, you're yeah. that, or the other thing. A lot of times they're very empathic and they have a hard time maybe being like in public places around a lot. Of people because they're picking up the energy of everybody that's in the room mm. or um, you know somebody comes by they're in a bad mood and it just rubs off on them and uh, so they have to learn how to kind of protect themselves and uh, with energy and things and, and work with that okay uh, but it can get people into not knowing not knowing that they have that it can be pretty painful to yeah. just, you know, well, gosh, I'm having this horrible experience in life where, you know, I everything bothers me. Mm. And really it's like, well, you're sensitive to energy. And to me, being sensitive, being able to cry is wonderful. Okay. Being, so in the, yeah, in our, in our, yeah. in our LMFT world, we talk a lot about vulnerability. Yes. But that kind of takes it to a different level, yes. right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, okay, so... Um, you know, I was thinking as well about I have people that will let me know, you know, right when they find out I'm a therapist. Hey, I don't I don't really believe in that stuff, you know. Oh, and, I yeah. remember, and I remember having going through that at a point where I used to feel like I had to defend the profession. And now it's like, oh, I've done it long enough. It's like, OK, well, number one, that means you need some therapy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, so is it is it even more? Do you have people that will tell you when they hear that this is what you do, that they, they don't believe in what you do? I mean, are they more kind oh, yeah. of. Yeah. Starting with family members. Yeah. Oh, I, OK. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, oh, yeah, sure. what was that like? You know, I come from a long history of people not believing in things, whether it's, you know, trauma okay. or, yeah. or you know, you eventually you develop a pretty thick skin, Yeah. Uh, even though you're sensitive. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah I, oh, this is kind of a funny story. So, yeah, I'm developing my mediumship. Man, this is great. I tell my mom and she's she's. Well, now she's 96, so wow. you know, I figure she's probably 90 or 89 or something when this is happening. I can't remember even, but she's old. Yeah. And, um, Mom, you know, I'm, I can talk to people crossed over and this and that. Oh, well, you know, um, you know, yeah, you know, I think my father's aunt had schizophrenia. Well, that was that was my first. So you were just that was the first reaction. As, uh, schizophrenic. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and then um, yeah, my brother. Oh. Yeah, he can't. No, this isn't gonna fly for him. <laughs> It'll never fly. He's very engineer. Very, okay. you know, you yeah. got science. Prove it. And sure. So we've just come to the point where we're very different people. Yeah. So yeah, and, yeah, and I've lost friends. Uh, mm. You know, whether it's due to their spiritual path of their own mm-hmm. um, and they can't know me anymore or oh, okay. uh, it's too uncomfortable. I've also gotten a lot of great new friends uh, yeah. and, and that kind of thing. And um, yeah, so uh, it was hard for my husband. Was it? Yeah. That's, actually, I did kind of want to talk about that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. People who come like? to see me for counseling, that intuitive counseling that are having an awakening, a lot of times I'm hearing their spouse doesn't know what's going on mm. and they don't know what to do with this. And so for my husband. Yeah. So what, what's he like? Is he more, I mean, yeah. Did he, is he an empath? He's is a he regular, regular kind of guy, okay. you know, he's yeah. a regular kind of guy. He's a aircraft maintenance manager. Okay. Um, However, you know, he did when he was 18, he could see auras. Uh, And he knew a fellow 
that Astral projected, a man he stayed with. What's that? This, oh, Astral projecting is something people train themselves to do where they can lay down and they can leave their body. Oh, wow. Their astral body can leave their body and they travel around places, going to space. And yeah, yeah. I'm telling wow. you, when you start going down this path, yeah. it's endless. Yeah. And consciousness, it's just endless. Um, so he did have that, but yeah, when this was happening to me, he didn't know what to make of this. And he's like, I don't know, Julie, you know, and I don't know. Know if I believe this? I would say we did it first. Did he just think that's a nice thing you're doing, or it's a hobby, or whatever? No, or no. Well, he saw me through the awakening. Gotcha. Okay. That was we almost got divorced. I mean, it was really not uh, a good scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and but it ended up helping him grow. Mm. It ended up uh, he got sparked and did he? He's yeah. So. Um, is yeah, he's stuck in there with me. Okay, so that's really does he? Cool. I mean, does he ask a lot of questions, or do you feel like he kind of just he's hey, whatever, I'm along for the ride, or what's that like for him? Uh, yeah, he doesn't like really want to get into it and know all of it. Yeah. Uh, but he'll come and film a show. And okay, he'll come and help set up chairs, and yeah. he'll. Uh, I think what really did it, what, what the, the kind of turning moment for him uh, a couple years ago, we were at a pageant for my daughter, mm-hmm. and. and uh, national pageant and they had this talent show for parents and i wasn't for gonna, parents yeah i wasn't gonna do it and then my daughter in her very first interview with the judges i wasn't gonna tell anybody what i did okay i was like man i do not want to ruin this for her right right it's yeah. all about her yeah it's there, all about okay. her you know she goes into her interview and they asked, i must have asked about the parents and she said oh well my mom's a medium and this and that and the other thing and I was like, Were you in the room? I mean, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, and she comes out. Oh yeah, I told him this. And then my roommate, I was that I met. She's like, Oh, you should do this because I'd given her a reading. So oh, wow. this is my first time I got up in front of like three hundred people, and wow. I couldn't even see out into the audience. I couldn't even see who was out there. And so I, this is a, a pageant crowd, it's parent talent show. Somebody's yeah. just juggled. Somebody's looking for a unicycle, and then you come up and yeah, and I okay? do this and. Yeah, actually, there's more to, to uh, this woman who went first. She mm. she heard he asked me to go first, and I didn't really want to go. And this woman heard, and she says, "I'll go first. And she was a singer, and so she went first, and then she you know went off into the audience, and then I came up at maybe fifth or sixth. There were like maybe forty five of us. Wow. Yeah, a lot of people doing this yeah. various things, and I gave these two readings. I had five minutes. I gave two readings out in the audience, and people were crying. That's how I knew I was on, you know, because wow. it was like, oh, my God, the audience. Yeah. And um, my husband didn't want to go. He wasn't there. He was with his family. Huh. Uh, and then I went for a break, and he came by. And when I was out going to the restroom or out in the hallway, one of the people I gave the reading to came up. And he said, I just want to know you, tell you everything that you got and how accurate it was. And so my ha- husband was standing there Uh-oh. hearing this total stranger, and he just got this look over his face. Wow, look how much she helped this woman. Wow. And wow, I think there's something to this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, so that, okay, and that was a couple of years ago? That was... Yeah, that was wow. a couple years ago. So there's the the saying in um, you know in the therapy world, you don't do therapy on your family, right? But mm-hmm. the, can you do the do you do these things with your family? Can I do? Can like I do like the medium, uh, the readings, or the yeah, the Reiki the Reiki, healing, or yeah, all that? Yeah. So, um, oh, well, my daughter. <laughs> Every day she comes home, you know, does this boy like me or can you tell me what's happening here? It's more psychic. But, okay. uh, and we exchange readings. We do it with each other and she's, yeah. she can do this. Uh, I have to, my, my joke brain won't turn off. I mean, you will be able to use that to your advantage. Yeah, I know. You don't like some kid and you're like, man. Oh, yeah. 
should. Yeah, this kid is bad. I don't know what it oh, is. Oh, yeah, he's right? not into you. No, exactly. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully she will not listen to this ever. Right? Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, but, that's um, neat. Do you, feel yeah. like, do you feel like she's kind of already had Oh, yeah. Which actually brings me to the idea of kids. I did want listeners to know this is happening to a lot of kids and a lot of teenagers are already coming in kind of what I'd call online, able to do this. Uh, fabulously mm-hmm. and um, uh, you, you, they're getting sometimes they're getting shut down sometimes they're not telling anybody that they can do this mm-hmm. uh, or they're telling a parent they're getting the parent is worried and takes them in and they're being looked at for schizophrenia oh, okay. and bipolar and getting medicated and you yeah. know and so so anyway that it can be really difficult but um I think it's kind of normal. Okay. Um, but definitely it's a lot of kids with like ADHD will be able to do this, this mm. kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, so my daughter could do it and she, I didn't even know what she could do until I was having my awakening. Uh-huh. And then she told me, oh, well, I've been doing this and that and, you know. Yeah. And then because I was doing it, she got excited and like, oh, this is great. So she told people at school and then she got bullied. Okay. Saying, and then yeah. she shut it all down. Mm-hmm. And it's only now, you, you know, some years later, kind of opening up okay. again. So. You talked about, though, I, and I know we've been going a while, huh? Okay, we're going to... Oh, uh, we're uh, But are you, you mentioned, I didn't know, you did, you said you did hypnotherapy? Yeah. Well, I do more past life. I mean, I can't, but I oh, okay. really focus on past life regression. And so people come to see me for that. And okay. a lot of times they're just interested in... Well, usually it's somebody that they know, and they're like, well, I want to know if I knew this person in a past life. Mm. Or, or it could be that they're really having an issue, and nothing else has really touched on it or helped them. And so they're like, well, let me check if there's a past life yeah. that may have something to do with this. Um, so that's, yeah, I do those. I do past life regression. And sometimes okay. just in readings, I pick up past okay. lives. Okay. So you don't do necessarily the you know the hypnotherapy where you're doing that for weight loss or for stop smoking or I those kind can. of things? I can. Yeah, you have to write scripts. Once in a while for a client, if I'm really wanting to, you know, I'll do it for them. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> well, and, and that kind of leads it for any of the things you're doing. And I think I was trying to think of the... The questions, or maybe you can even help me with this, questions that somebody who is not familiar with, with you know, the things you do at all, mm-hmm. the what their questions might be. So, I mean, do you feel like, and where my train of thought was, I know with people uh, that have tried hypnotherapy that some feel like it just doesn't work. And, I mean, sure. you know, are, is that kind of the same? Do you feel like, do you run into people where you do feel like this isn't necessarily working for them? Or do you feel like that's more of their issue of not being able to put aside their cynicism or... No, I think, ah, wow, you know, well, people that I work with consistently, um, so I hear back, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, they tend to really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of times people, that's they just come to see me for that, or they might come for a reading or something, but they, they come and they, oh, I really want to try this. And yeah. Then I don't hear back. You well, know, I like, said, I, yeah, I guess what ended like, up yeah. happening with that? Did you use it? Did you, it's like, a, to me, it's more like, look at it more like a, a puzzle and you're mm-hmm. getting pieces uh, and it can help you to understand. Okay. Uh, I realize the question I'm on. asking is even doesn't even make sense. I'm basically saying, "Hey, the people that don't come see you, why don't they come see you?" Oh, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, sure. Well, yeah. there are people who don't come see me, and yeah. some of them I never know why they right. don't. I don't hear from them. Yeah, That's yeah. the reason. Do, do you ever? Sometimes get, I do yeah. hear from them. <laughs> do you ever get through a reading and and then somebody does say that that didn't work for them, or you know, and what would the reasons be? Oh well, let's see. Um, 
that's very rare. Okay. It has happened. Uh, it, it, sometimes the person they wanted is in healing, mm-hmm. or I just didn't, for what they wanted, I didn't get enough evidence for them for whatever reason. Um, and even that, that could, happen. I mean, I, you know, I wonder, I'm wondering if it, if the person's just focused on somebody else and if it's not that person, they're not yeah. you know, kind of opening. Oh, yeah, I have had that. Yeah. And I'm like bringing in a cousin and here's your grandfather. <laughs> I don't want my grandfather. I don't right. want this yeah, person. Yeah. I don't want that. I only yeah. want this person. I was like, oh my God, I'm trying. Yeah. I had this one guy one time. It was interesting. It was very interesting. Um, and I was bringing in all these family members. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want my wife. I want my wife. I want my wife. So uh, I'm, I'm feeling horrible. The wife is not coming in, not coming in. I get to the end of the session. I'm sorry. I you know, can't get your wife. And he says, you know, I've been to five, six therapists or mediums. None of them can get my wife. Mm. And I said, oh, well, just a minute. And so then I looked in a different place. It's like different dimensions. Uh-huh. So I'd been looking kind of where everybody was crossed over. So I kind of went up a little higher, and I found her. She was a guide. And oh. so I brought her in. I couldn't bring her in quite the way he wanted her uh-huh. Okay. Because <laughs> she was more at guide level now. Like, you know, I kind of moved on beyond yeah. it. And maybe she saw things a little differently than he did, yeah. you oh. know? Yeah. Maybe. Anyway, um, so it did ultimately work out. Wow. But I wouldn't, if he hadn't said... Everybody Jeez, else, I've yeah. been to five mediums. Nobody can get her. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So everybody was looking in uh, medium Walmart. Medium, or, or, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They yeah. Go where to, everybody's crossed over. Yeah. They're looking there instead yeah. of a little bit. Okay. Uh, guide. That's kind of neat. Um, that is so. Do you uh, do you feel like? Um, and I'm it, I'm wondering. You know, even as therapists, sometimes there's these moments, right, where we feel like. You can tell somebody they maybe don't want to be as vulnerable as you would like them to be, or they're kind of holding on to something in a session. And I don't know if you've had those where then you're kind of attacking it from this angle and this angle, and you know, yeah. or and I, so even I'm I'm guessing that you could even bring someone in and you you are saying and all these specific details. I mean, do you get the feel at times where somebody's like, I don't know if I want to, yeah, I, I even acknowledge one, this. Yeah. You, know? Yeah. you know, where that kind of comes into play sometimes is when you're working with somebody maybe who's been adopted. Oh. And you start bringing in the biological family, mm. and they don't want. And then they realize, okay, road. I don't know if I want so to. So they do might that. feel a little, and that can help drop the vibration. You know, make it harder to bring in whoever it is they're trying to get. Yeah, but a lot of times maybe spirit really has a message they want to get to them from the. You know, just because the parents gave them up for adoption, there can be grandparents, great grandparents, mm-hmm. you know, all kinds of people that can give them all kinds of information that might be interesting yeah. or valuable. Um, so yeah, that's a thought. Okay. Um, yeah. I was trying to think of something else that I was thinking was interesting. <laughs> all of a sudden it's slipping my mind. No, that's okay. We, by the way, we are, we are recording late. After oh, we are both we? Had, no, oh, after yeah. we both had a very full day of clients yeah, and everything, right? Yeah. So I really, I, I appreciate this the depth is, that you've well, gone. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah. This is, um, this so, is I, so do you have, I mean, yeah, anything else that you would want to share about Luminous Passages? I mean, ah. and, and did you ever envision the day when that would become your, the majority of your practice? Or did you always feel like it would just be this thing that would kind of balance out the you know, the I didn't know where it MFT was going to go, and okay. I just feel really blessed with with what's happening because it just sort of is is taken off on its own. Uh, and when, it? with the yeah. help of client, you know, the clients that come to see me, then they say, "Oh, go see her." Oh, I had this great reading and this and that. And yeah, yeah. So, so you see your shows, more shows in your future. Oh yeah. Okay. Do more what shows. else? What else do you want to do? Um, do you want to do? Do you, do, write, do you train I'll other people? Or okay. Eventually, I'm pro- I may. I'm contemplating starting sort of a blog where I do some channeling, which is you know, bringing messages through for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, 
Do you ever have a day where, you know, if you're sick or if you're, I mean, are there days where you feel like it's just not, it's not happening or happening? Yeah. Well, not so much like that. I did once have what I would call a, um, <laughs> well, blackout isn't quite the right mm. word, but a uh, dry spell, I guess okay. you would call it. And mediums can get that. Well, uh, with, how long was that? Just, I think it lasted maybe a week or something, oh, okay. and then you know I was like, "Whoa, I haven't had that again." That yeah. was, you know. Did you start to worry that it, what if it doesn't yeah, come back? Yeah, and, yeah, you know, I was kind of have those kind of things. Yeah, but, but yeah, I mean, for the most part, it's great. I remember what I wanted to okay. say. We were talking about you know what about people didn't don't. Yeah. You know, um, I think the one fun thing is sometimes people get brought in for a reading. You know, maybe one person is doing the reading and then they buy it for their spouse and oh come on try it and so they come in and they're a little skeptical and what's really fun is when you you give them this reading and it's like just dead on and they get this look okay you can there's a look and now i've seen it over and over there's an actual look and it's just kind of like i'm sorry (laughs) <laughs> okay, and is that still sometimes they're not giving you anything, or they're not. No, no, they'll yeah, okay, that's, that's so and so, and gotcha. they're in, and then, then but then they're kind of like, I, I got to think about this for a little while, or I mean, because it, it can kind of change your whole world view. Yeah, I mean, what if you you know come from where I was when somebody's dead, they're gone, and all of a sudden it's like, well, wait a minute, what if you know it can it can bring a lot of comfort to people, mm. uh, healing expansion for those that are wanting to expand. Yeah. So yeah, if they came in um, completely like, okay, she got this for me, but I'm not yeah. I'm not in and then it, yeah. All of a sudden, yeah, it can really cause some some changes. Okay. So anything else you want to share? This has been amazing. Oh, just thank you for having oh, me well, so you. much. Oh, I had a I did have one uh, client that wanted me to ask and I was uh, saying this would be the tip of the the, the cap to this person, but uh, she was asking, I mean, you know, do you when you are getting these messages, and, and I think I kind of asked this earlier, and then I, I don't think I uh, her question was, do you ever see the guardian angels? I mean, do you yes. kind of have those so you can see? Oh yeah, I get okay. a lot more than those who've crossed over. Okay, uh, yeah. So what's that <laughs> like? Open a whole new thing. So, um, oh, can I still share one story? Yeah, it's kind of funny. Oh yeah. Um, so I get those who've crossed over. I definitely get angels. I get what's called ascended masters. Those are. Uh, Individuals who have been here before, but they've learned all their lessons, and they've they're not, they're perfect. So okay. This would be somebody like Jesus. Okay. So this would be somebody like uh, Yogananda, uh, Buddha. So I get some of these people, and wow. oh man, is that cool? Yeah. Um, but uh, and I get what's called light beings. So for a lot of people, this is really going a little too far. Is it okay? Uh, light beings are, are extraterrestrials. Okay. And so the story I'll tell you okay. is when I was first. Um, having these experiences and getting the um, people who crossed over. I was leaving work one night, and um, I see this typical kind of looking... They can uh, uh, Extraterrestrials can be fabulous and wonderful healers and very high vibration, wow. but they can also be, you know, more like what people kind of picture them. Anyway, it's a typical, like, white E.T. with the eyes. Okay. And I, and I thought... Oh geez, this is it. I've gone over the deep edge. You know, oh, I've got, I've got, I've got, I'm, I'm, I'm insane because okay. I didn't believe in ET. Okay, I, so you're I, like, I'm you not know, an I can, ET I can do the medium stuff, yeah, but yeah, now. this is like, oh gee, and and it showed up and it said, you know, say hello to your mentor for me. The name, the name of my mentor is say hello to someone, and that's all. And then it left. And I'm like, oh, geez, how do I go in? Because now he's going to go, oh, all yeah, right. I, I, and yeah, I kept going, I'm going to get 5150. Yes. This is it. It's all over. I just, that's all I can think of. It's all over. How do, and I tell him everything. So how am I going to go in there and, you know, not tell him? So I go in to see him. 
And and he's like, so how's the mediumship going? He's so sweet. You know, yeah. How's your dad? How's the mediumship going? And I tell him how's it going. Anything else happening? You know, it's and I'm like, well, well, I did get a message for you. And he's like, oh, that's wonderful. Tell me about it. Well, they were kind of from far away. Oh, that's wonderful. Tell me about it. Well, they were from really far away. And he goes, oh, well, tell me. And I go, well, it was an E.T. And he says, describe. And he goes, oh, that's wonderful. You met my guide I've been working with oh. for 30 years. Oh, gosh. Then you're like, ooh, okay. I'm not going to get 5150. Yeah, exactly. That was my first thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, wow. that was kind of interesting. Uh, okay. Yeah. That he is. was totally into all that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, um, you know, and, I, and, and now I, he's retired. Is yeah. he okay? Yeah. So I remember listening. Who was the guy coast to coast or before Art Bell or the guy before him? Or there was uh, one of these sure. radio shows, and it was all about, and he was just so matter of fact about uh-huh. you know, people would call in and and their the, the sightings and extraterrestrials. And I remember yeah. even at that time just thinking, this guy sounds so like logical and sane, you yeah. know. And and so, I mean, it's funny to hear your vulnerability about okay, when I, I hit really, that, I yeah, thought, Uh-oh. this is it, right? And now, you know, yeah, I get that. I get a lot of people come in, they want that. Mm. Uh, and then I, you know, just because of, and people will share things with me now. Mm. They go, I saw, I saw a UFO. I, I get people who really tell me experiences of these kinds of things. Yeah. Uh, and I get people because even if they're coming to see me for regular therapy, they see what I do. And now when I ask, do you ever see things or hear things other people don't see or hear? And then I'll say, that includes spirits. Like, I, okay. I get and people will tell me things they never would have told me before this. Yeah. I know when people are going to die. I see things before they happen. Um, yeah, I felt my father when he passed. Wow. All kinds of things in there. I've never told anybody this. Uh-huh. So it's way it's out there so much more than we know, but people are afraid to even say because they what worry what your experience was yeah. of 5150, right? I'm going to be 5150. Wow. This is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's fascinating. Yeah. That is. Well, I appreciate your openness, your vulnerability. Yeah. That was really, I mean, and so where can people find you? Ah, they can find me at luminouspassages.com. I have an office in Rockland. Okay. I do messages. I do Reiki in person or by a distance. Okay. I do intuitive counseling in person. Uh, I do the shows. I do, well, you see, if you go to luminouspassages.com, okay. you can find All out the information a lot more there. about me. Okay. And then I also have a Facebook page, Luminous okay. Passages. And so. then, uh, uh, February tenth. February tenth is a show. Come yeah. on out to the show. Exactly. And see, see, okay. see. Th- thank see. you, Julie, for joining me on uh, the virtual Tony. couch. Yeah, okay. this is great. Hey, and I am back. So, uh, how about that interview, right? I, and actually, I know that sounded pretty narcissistic. Like, hey, check out how well I asked those questions. Um, but I'm kidding. I I feel like Julie gave so much information. Um, that we can work from to truly understand what her personal journey was like to put her in a position today where she feels confident communicating with, as she likes to call spirit, um, with those who have passed. And I have worked with clients who have worked with her who truly do believe that she possesses a very special gift and and has been able to help a lot of people. So let me get on to my reading. Um, I don't even know where I start. I have already admitted that I was skeptical when, and when I went back and listened to the reading, which I finally did last night with my wife, uh, because I think I've already confessed multiple times, if you listen to a few of these podcasts, that I just, I do not like to go back and listen to myself. Um, The good news was there wasn't a lot of me because it's more of Julie kind of trying to... uh, 
um, get in touch with spirit. And then when she kind of brings me in toward the end, um, still didn't really enjoy hearing that part. But uh, but it really, you know, I don't know. It was quite an experience. So here we go. Honesty warning. It does me absolutely no good to try and paint some picture that makes me look better or sound smarter uh, than I really am. My pledge throughout my entire podcast journey is to be three things. I've said it once before on here um, because I've actually had it quoted to me a time or two. Vulnerable, raw, and authentic. Or the word that I made up was vulnerable, authentic. And I feel like someday that needs to be on a T-shirt. And I don't know why, but I picture a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Maybe it's the raw thing. Maybe that's like kind of like roar, I guess. Um, but that needs to be on a T-shirt. But when Julie had offered the reading as we were trading messages of when we could meet, um, I, was, I was initially pretty excited about it, but kind of more just from a gee whiz factor, like a why not. But then I did a complete 180. And okay, here's my ADD uh, moment. Um, when I just said I did a 180, I, I um, boy, it, nothing is kind of more interesting, I'll put it that way, than to be in a room with a client and they're very passionate. They're telling a story and then they talk about doing it. And then I did a complete 360 when they really mean a 180. And I never want to be like, hey, time out. That means you're kind of right back where you were because, you know, and, and I, that comes up a lot. And I know it's just, you know, somebody who's in the moment. But, uh, but I did not do a 360 and come back. I did a 180. I realized I was feeling a little bit too sensitive. That and that cynicism would come out in the interview, and I didn't want to have Julie on as a guest, and then feel like all of a sudden I turned on her. You know, like afterward, then we do this reading. I'm like, aha, you know, I, I don't believe a word. So, um, uh, so then you know, admittedly, she came right in, and we just kind of talked for a couple of minutes, and then she offered to do the reading. So I thought, okay. Um, sounds good. You know, let's, let's at least give it a shot. I'll record it. And then of course, after, after, after that, I thought, okay, why would I not air this? Julie's a great person. And I just want to uh, share my honest experience with, um, with the reading with her. So admittedly she came in and she said that she had sensed a runner in the room and this was right when she walked in. And so, you know, me being completely honest, my skeptical side just immediately yelled, you know, okay, she Googled me. There's a ton of stuff online about my running. Um, but I didn't say anything because the truth is, I, here's the reality. I want you to go ahead and hearing kind of what I was doing. I wanted her to tell me that she was talking to my brother. I had a brother die when I was 21. Um, he was 24 at the time. So that was 27 years ago. And you know, I wasn't incredibly close with him growing up, but I miss him. And I think he would have been the fun, quirky uncle to my kids. So I think about him often. So when Julie had said that she was, you know, wanted, she would be willing to do a, a reading, I wanted to talk to him. So as you hear the reading, Julie starts somewhere that uh, I feel like she's kind of not saying necessarily anything that rings true to me. And, uh, but that's a lot of it is because, you know, I'm sitting there in my head going, that's not my brother. That's not my brother. Um, but then she kind of starts to dial in a little bit more. And I, and I, in my mind, and I have video of this too, I'll have to post the video at some point. Cause I just try to look straight ahead and, you know, she had told me you'll hear this, which I appreciate. She says, don't give me any verbal cues. Don't give me any emotional cues, you know, just look straight ahead. And then she dials it in a bit more and a bit more. And uh, so anyway, let me do this. Let me let me go ahead and let you hear the reading. I think it's about 13, 14 minutes long. And then we'll come back and uh, wrap it up, give my final thoughts. There is some moments of silence, but that's just kind of part of what the process is of the reading. Don't worry, your um, device is not buffering, or at least I don't think it is. So uh, I'll be back in a little bit. But here is my reading with Julie Christensen. Okay, we are okay. We have sound waves, so we are rolling. So, Wonderful. yeah. Okay, so yeah, this is the part that uh, I am I am nervous about, um, okay. and so this may only be 
something my wife hears or who knows. Okay. Right? But I appreciate you even being willing to to yeah. kind of, I mean, and so what is this is called? Uh, this would be called a mediumship reading. Okay, a mediumship maybe reading. even a spirit greeting. Okay. And so what I'm going to be doing is I raise my vibration through okay. breathing, and spirit is going to be lowering their vibration to okay. bring someone through for you. And so all you have to do is, I mean, you can kind of close your eyes while I'm doing it and think about whoever you might like to have okay. in or just kind of keep it open. And, okay. And, and spirit generally brings in someone... Um, that's meant to come in. Hmm. Like it might be good for you. It might be good for them. Hmm. Um, and so we're just going to kind of see. Okay. So, and you're already doing pretty good. Your legs are uncrossed. I like hmm. that. I'm going to okay. have your hands kind of open that way. I just have a direct connection with you. Okay. And, um, and it's okay if you have skepticism, but if you can just kind of set it aside for okay. right now, so we can be as open as we want, so we can raise the vibration as much as we want. Okay. And usually when I do this, you know, I can get people who've crossed over guides, uh, ascended masters, all kinds of things. And we'll be talking about that okay. more. In, no, that in sounds good. Okay. okay. We'll be looking at it more for people who've crossed okay, over. Okay. But, but right it's, now. so if I want to close my eyes and yeah, kind of stay in that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then um, what I'll be doing, oh, that's yeah. the other part. What I'll be doing is I'm going to start to give you some information about someone. And okay. I'll be describing them. And so for you, what you want to do is to not shake your head or nod your head or give me any clues Don't that I'm any on that. track. Okay. And then what I'll suddenly do is go, does any of this make sense to you? Okay. And then it either will or it won't or some of it might. Or, you know, and it, once we kind of nail somebody down that we, you know, oh, I know who this is, or, yeah. you know, I have an idea, or, or or even if you don't, we give them the message, and sometimes that even brings the message more. Okay. So, yeah. That makes sense. Sometimes okay. it takes a little while to figure out who it is. Okay. So, okay. All right. Here we go. Okay. Okay. So I know earlier I had said there had been a runner hanging around, but now all of a sudden that's not who's coming in. Um, Who's coming in is somebody younger. Uh, Oh, you can open your eyes now. Um, uh, Somebody younger. um, I can't totally see all of them. I'm thinking it's a boy. Uh, And his hair feels blonde to me. It looks blonde. Um, and he's pretty pale complected. Um, he's coming in maybe around 12 years old, something like that. And they can come in any age. So it doesn't mean this is when he passed or anything. Um, I'm just really struck by his, um, fair complexion and this blonde hair that I'm seeing. Um... Let me see if I can get it to, and, and the hair feels longer, so I'm kind of like, well, is it a boy or is it, uh, almost kind of hard to tell. Um, I'm hearing the word, well, I haven't really looked at you yet, I keep hearing the word cousin, uh, which means it could be a cousin or it could be like a cousin, that kind of a, a feel. Um, I'm drawn, let me, let me look at you real quick. Kind of drawn to the male side of your family, or the male side. Um, and it doesn't mean it has to be a family member too, but kind of like a cousin. Um, and let me 
me have him show me some stuff about him. Uh, height, I'm having trouble getting him to just stand up for me. Kind of tall, he's, he's sort of almost like he's sitting. Um, he's kind of kicking a ball around a little bit, like a soccer ball. Not really playing, but he's kind of moving it around a little bit. Um, has shorts on. Um, I'm trying to date him, like if it would have been someone you'd known when you were young, like 12, or maybe more generationally current. Um, he's saying he was confused, uh, and he was confused... Something about his lifestyle he was confused about. Um... And somehow you helped him. You know, this is starting to feel like it could have been a, more like a client. Uh, let me see how he passed or how old he may have been when he passed. I can't get him older than like... Uh, I don't think I can get him older than like 18. And I'd even lean more to 17 or 16. Um... kind of crying. Um, how did he pass? Mm, I think he may have um, I'm hearing I took my own life. I'm also seeing the idea of a bicycle, like riding a bicycle. Um, And I don't, I don't think, I feel like this is somebody you may have worked with, so we may not even be able mm. to use this. Okay. <laughs> I don't think you would have known him at 12. I feel like you would have known him more like at 15 or so, like a little bit later than that. But his issues were starting around 12. Mm. So if I get him more up to, to 15-ish, his hair is shorter. Um, and there's difficulty with his parents. There's difficulty. I know you were just telling me about uh, yeah. somebody else. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind of no, interesting. No, no. Um, I think he would have done pretty well in school. I don't. I'm not picking up a lot of issues with that. It's really more about. Who's he going to be when he grows up? And it feels about, is, is he, his sexual orientation mm. is what I'm picking up. Um, does any of this make sense to you? Oh, and his name, uh, which names can be, oh, I'm getting chills. I, I know I'm on the right track of something here. Um, I'm hearing like an R name, like Ron, or possibly something like that, maybe a short name. Um, does this sound familiar to you? I, 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 yeah, I mean, it was funny because it, it kind of wasn't. And, uh -huh. and I think, but part of it was because I was wanting it to be someone, uh -huh. and then I couldn't come up with anything. And then, man, it just you it's, know you dialed yeah, it in, and then in the yeah. So at what point? So, do I, yeah. Oh, this is beautiful. Um, so let me give you his message now. Okay. And sometimes I get their emotions, so that's why I'm looking okay. a little unusual yeah, right yeah. now. Um, he's coming in with gratefulness to you. I really think that you worked with him. Is that what it feels like that you helped him somehow? I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, who okay. I'm thinking of. I mean, it's. I. You know. I, I, somehow you helped this okay. this young man. Okay. Um, 
you gave him words of kindness when others did not. And you had the ability to see him for who he really was. And he is so appreciative of that because that was not, um, that was not something he got a lot Mm. of. Um, He's coming in here to give a plug for you. (laughs) He wants everyone to know what a wonderful person you are and that if they have a problem, um, he's giving you like five stars. Okay. Uh, Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you you have a question? Well, well, so then, yeah, at what point do I kind of say this is the big reveal? Yeah. So, you know, so I I think I wanted it to be a brother of mine that had passed away and and he pale and then the hair and stuff, but then it wasn't really... That wasn't jiving. It wasn't jiving, and, mm-hmm. and then even when you were kind of talking about the someone who took their life and and uh, you know a sexual orientation and and I was like, man, I, I've worked with with you know dozens and dozens of people that have struggled with their their sexual orientation and 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 none of them have taken their life. And then when you went with the name and and there when you said uh, Ron, I mean, there's this there's a classmate of mine from high school, and I literally was I I it's funny I don't think I've told anybody ever, but I just will think about him from time to time when I am helping people that are struggling with their sexual orientation and his name was Don. So. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, I'll take that. I'll <laughs> yeah, take and that. Uh, in high school he was really shy and he, you know, he, he uh, I don't know, he was really shy and I made it a point in high school to try to just, I don't know, I was trying to be nice to everybody and yeah. so I would, and I knew he was shy and and uh, I kind of felt like he got teased a little bit, and I just would try to go out of my way. And I heard that a couple years after high school, that he had, uh, you know, he had moved down to the Bay Area. I, and I grew up in Utah, and had come out. And huh. then he, but he did commit suicide. Yeah. So, um, but I, I literally was thinking about him. I think about him. Boy, I'm getting chills all over. I think about him um, more. I mean, I've never, I haven't told anybody ever about him because it wasn't like mm-hmm. we were best friends. But I just that. I remember hearing about that. He was like one of the first people from my class that we heard about that had died. And, uh, and we had heard, I mean, this was in 90 or 89 or something. And, you know, that, hey, Don was gay and everybody at that time, nobody was coming out. And so it was, yeah. it was a big surprise. And then, I don't know, I will sometimes, I think when I'm working with my clients, I will think often about, man, you know, why didn't he, why wasn't he able to have a voice or why wasn't he able to be told he was okay or, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So and I was literally thinking about him last week when working with a particular client. Oh, you here. were yeah. okay. So that might have also brought him in a little yeah. bit. So uh, it's kind of neat. Yeah, yeah, or he may watch some of the work that you do time to time. I'm sure he does other things too. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a question for him? I mean, I I, I didn't even expect. I don't even know what to ask. I mean, <laughs> That's what you know, does. do they? they I, come I, in, yeah. I mean, because at that point, then there's this, you know, that just I just want to ask him if he's okay and does he feel loved and does he feel okay? He says yes. Okay. Oh, and he wants everyone to know. Okay. Uh, over here. Yeah. He says we're all fine and we're all um, we're all okay. However, we are. Okay. You know, there is no like a discrimination or there is okay. no um, delineation. Okay. I get these yeah. words. Um, uh, yeah, he wants people to know that as well. That mm. that, um, and he wants. I think he's 
particularly speaking to young men. Mm-hmm. Um, but he really wants them to, you know, be who you are. Mm-hmm. Be who you really are. Don't be afraid. And if other people give you a hard time, find friends and those you can hang out with that are kind of like you, mm-hmm. that can support you. You'll need a bigger support system than I had. Yeah. And... um he says, but hey, you know, the times are changing. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, it was okay. I think we can. Yeah, this That's is fabulous. Good. Yeah, okay. So, thank you. So let me just thank you. Thank Dawn for yeah. coming in. And thank you, Spirit, for for this. Okay. That was neat. That right? was cool. Okay. All right. Okay. Hey, so I am back uh, making this even longer. Um, So after I give this commentary, then I will do another segment on my commentary on this commentary. I'm absolutely kidding by that. But that was pretty interesting, right? So um, now I want to keep in context that... uh, So yeah, what I mentioned before, I was listening to everything that she was sharing, just desperately wanting it to be my brother. So everything that she would say, I'd be like, that's not my brother. That's not my brother. You know, the stuff about kicking a ball, um, played some football, but he wasn't super athletic. So I was like, oh, man. And then I'm like, well, maybe he kicked like a soccer ball, maybe once or twice. Um, stuff about, uh, you know, long, wavy-ish hair or, or that sort of thing. Uh, the, he, he was uh, blessed with the um, bald disease such as I have. So, But it was like, well, not when he was younger, you know. And so I was doing all this kind of stuff. Um, but I wasn't aware of him ever struggling with his sexuality. So, but then when she said that there was a name and, and I know here's again, let's be vulnerable, vulnerable, raw and authentic, vulnerable, authentic. I know that's a place where I think that some people are probably going to either say, whoa, what just happened? Or, okay, that was a little bit of a stretch really from, you know, from Ron to Don. Um, and here's the truth. Uh, The only reason that I really hesitated to even run with this episode, and I don't believe that I used his last name, is because that was 30 years ago. And I do worry about, at times, that what if my memory of Don is completely wrong? Because it wasn't something I've really talked about with anybody before, and and it's something that I heard um, anecdotally at the time. There was no Twitter or Facebook or social media, that sort of thing. So I just had heard what I had shared in the podcast about this uh, this friend. So... um, uh, but so, you know, I hope that my memory wasn't completely wrong. I don't think it is, but I do worry about that. But it is true. So I've worked with dozens and dozens, honestly, probably over 100 or more clients who have struggled with issues around their sexuality. And, and they've gone in, a, in all kinds of directions with their lives, with their therapy. Um, but I love people. I love my job. And I believe that my job is to help people with whatever they bring me and whatever their goals may be based on their particular situation. And... Um, and, uh, you know, and maybe I have uh, and I think I have legitimately 100 percent legitimately worked with people who have come in suicidal based on issues around their sexuality. And for a variety of reasons, they've been so low. And I've thought of Dawn on so many occasions. Honest to goodness, I have. And yes, the Dawn I remember was shy. And yes, I was aware of that. And yes, I absolutely went out of my way to try and talk to him, to be nice to him. His locker was near mine at school in high school. And I and I purposely had a thing at that time. Um, and this is just the stuff where I don't know, for whatever reason, um, I'm doing 
doing this, but I'm, I'm going out of my way to learn everybody's name. I'm going out of my way to say hi to everybody and look them in the face, whether it was the, I don't know if these terms are still popular now, but we had the rockers and we had the jocks and we had the nerds and we had the, you know, and my goal, um, and it wasn't even a goal. It's just like, I felt like that's what I, what I was supposed to do was to get to know everyone and to get to know their names and to say hi to them and to look them at the face. And I even felt like back in those days that, uh, you know, as you cross paths in the hallway, say hi and and use their name. And I would do that with Don often. And I and I picture throughout the years of him kind of looking up like, wait a minute, why why are you talking to me? And uh, you know, I realized I, I could sound like a complete uh, go back to the narcissist thing. But um, you know, I had had some popularity in high school and that sort of thing. So I think there were times maybe where it was like, uh, hey, why is uh, why is Tony saying hi to me? And it was because I genuinely cared about people. So um, so yeah, I every time that I work with someone who is really struggling and they feel like they don't have support and they're down and they wonder what's wrong with them and that sort of thing. Um, I, you know, I will think at times about someone like Dawn. So, and, uh, and I'm grateful. Um, I can be honest. I, I'm grateful that I haven't had a client yet who has struggled with some of the similar struggles that Dawn had, um, who has taken their own life. I haven't had that. So I think that's the part where I will I will wish that he would have had somebody that he could have talked to or, or that could have helped him. And maybe he did. Um, you know, maybe he was getting help and it maybe just wasn't enough or who knows what um, what else was going on in, in his head. But the point is that I've just, I have thought about him dozens and dozens and dozens of times in therapy. So for Julie to head down that path, knowing nothing about me, I haven't shared this with anyone at all ever. Um, and the name be that close and talking about sexuality and me going out of my way to say hi to him. Uh, yeah, I, I felt I felt a lot of emotions, felt pretty emotional in the room. Um, and anyway, I could go on, but I won't. Um, so that was my experience with the reading. So and I'll tell you, here's the part that, again, I love. I love as a therapist when I'm working with clients and and they leave the room and they're all pumped and they have this, you know, these aha moments. They're going to go change their life and they come back in a week later and I say, hey, how's that thing that we talked about? How's that epiphany going? And they're kind of like, hey, uh, remind me of the epiphany. Or it's kind of like, well, I kind of got busy, you know, and I, and I I don't go, are you kidding me? That was like a, a watershed moment in your life. I can't believe I didn't change you you know, to your core. Um, I think I kind of had one of those moments myself where it was like in that moment, it was like, wow, that was real. You know, that was impressive. That was incredible. And then it's funny just as the time goes on, it's been two or three weeks, maybe more since I had uh, interviewed Julie and had that reading where it's like, it's kind of the intensity of that moment has diminished. So hearing it again, brought back up a lot of emotions. It was kind of, uh, it was kind of neat to hear. Um, there's a really descriptive word. It was pretty neat. You know, gee whiz, that was really swell, you know, but it was, it was a really, it was a really special moment. So, um, but, but then the, the further I get away from that, the more that, uh, that it kind of was like, huh, was that really that kind of a moment? And, you know, while I'm being all honest and, and emotional, vulnerable, uh, raw and authentic, um, I think that is something that uh, we all struggle with. I think that's why things like repetition and things like that are good. Um, you know, I am a, I am a spiritual person. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I believe in God and, and I've had amazing spiritual experiences in my life. And, but yet as I get further away from them at times, it's kind of like, yeah, was that, did that really happen? You know, but then in those moments, I'm like, oh my gosh, I, this is so clear. And so it was pretty, uh, it's pretty interesting just to see how that can happen in, uh, in a lot of different areas of our lives. I mean, I see that in therapy all the time where somebody has had these amazing experiences in their life, their career with their family, but then I've got them in front of me and they're feeling like nothing matters. You know, what, what's, what does it matter? You kind of go back and try to dig in with those um, um, important times in their lives where they have felt good. They have felt the spirit. They have felt connection. They have felt grounded, guided, 
and uh, and how do we not uh, you know how can we not remember those? Well, um, I think that we pretty much all experience that. And one of the reasons why I really love to uh, encourage things like journaling, writing down these uh, moments that happen, so that when you do start to have these moments of doubt or fear or feeling hopeless or down, um, instead of you know sometimes I know writing is amazing and therapeutic, but I have clients who will then start to just write negative thoughts and can write a negative thought journal or these sort of things. Uh, maybe it's just the optimist in me, but I'm a big fan of write down these moments, write down these uh, these moments where you felt connected, grounded, in touch with God, loved ones, spiritual. Um, write those down. So when you start to feel down and disconnected, go back to those and remember that that was a time. Because I'll tell you right now, um, listening to that uh, reading again or kind of kind of get back in touch with um, feeling what my purpose was even back in high school and, and kind of going out of my way to say nice things to others, um, feels good. And it, and it brings a lot of hope. So, Hey, thanks for sticking in there this long. If you have, um, if not, if I'm talking to myself, uh, well done self, a little self, uh, affirmations there, but uh, I really do appreciate, um, appreciate those who hung in. I'm grateful for Julie Christensen and for her, the time that she took and, uh, for her offering to give that reading. Um, again, head to luminouspassages.com to learn more about her. And, uh, I cannot end an episode without uh, turning it away to, um, Aurora Florence, because again, I truly feel like life is wonderful. And so we are going to go back out as per usual with it's wonderful. flying past our heads and out the other end the pressures of the daily grind it's wonderful elastic waste and rubber ghost i'm floating past the midnight hour they push aside the things that matter most Strengths and power.